welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. This is episode eight, and we've got a lot of things to talk about. It's NBA playoffs, it's NHL playoffs, it's MLB regular season. It's all of that stuff, but we're not talking about any of that particularly right now. But what we do every week on this show is talk about the business of sports betting and what's going on in the world of sports betting. So um, usually every week, um, I'm doing it with Dan Bach, Dan underscore B-A-C-K. Looks like Bach, sounds like Bach, pronounced like Bach. Bach is back east somewhere else. He's not here. So we ran it back and started. We had to get the two-man game back where we started this thing on the Get a Grip podcast with Brett Smiley. Got the call today from the bullpen. Brett Smiley, at Brett Smiley on Twitter. B Smiley, what's up, brother? What up? Yeah, I'm coming out of the bullpen and sorry, I just heard a little echo there. Coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. And uh yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm no. gonna bring the heat. What's the matter? Did we lose the No, we're fine. The the the, the Avalanche just scored to make it two nothing. Listen, <laughs> I am right, Dave Sherman. Yeah. No, I am Dave Sherapin, the sportsbook consigliere at SportsBK Consig on Twitter. Producing the show, Dan Newbert at Newbie Talks on Twitter. He's here. He's in the background right now. And I have the Knights game on. We're recording Tuesday night. This will drop Wednesday morning. If I get distracted, swear, outburst, anything like that, it's because the Knights gave up another goal, which they just did to the Avalanche. This actually was a very good goal. The first goal they gave up was not a very good goal. One second left in the first period. And uh, Fleury decided to reach across his body instead of lifting his shoulder up, and a puck went in, and things haven't been the same since. So 2-0 Avalanche. Uh, that's all the sports updates that we got right now. Oh, no. The Sixers won tonight to take a 1-1 uh, series. They've tied the series, and um, there's a song that played all the time. That may that may happen anytime. I'm not responsible. What? I... I there it is. <laughs> you know I had to. I we we haven't introduced the listeners of the Get a Grip podcast yet to Didn't the Sixer song. No, no, I did. I figured get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Get it right out of the way. There it is. All right, the Sixers are tied one-one, and it's let's beat the Nets. Like everybody just beat the Nets. Mm. You're in with beating the Hawks. Then when after they beat the Nets, then we'll all be in and the whole world will be rooting along and singing the song. Tonight's show, you can find also uh, a link on sports handle at sports underscore handle. Um, there's a link there. Anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple, go leave a review, go uh, share the show with someone. We've got a lot of people listening now all over the country, all over the world, wherever you're at. So keep doing that. We appreciate it. All right. Smiling, here's the deal. We got a couple things we got in the rundown uh, that we're going to talk about. One of them is books paying out the John Rom bets. And basically, what that is, what that means, for those of you who don't know, we'll get into it. John Rom was leading the golf tournament to Memorial after two rounds, I believe. And he had a six stroke lead. Um, no, no, no. I, th I think it was after, after uh, three rounds. Three rounds. He did, yeah. He did get the third round. No okay. Sorry. All right. Yep. So after three rounds, six stroke lead going into Sunday, tested positive for COVID. That's right. After Saturday. I don't even know my days right now. Um, 
and then was, you know, ruled out of the golf tournament. Books made the decision to pay the tickets. Some did, some didn't. And we'll weigh both sides of it. We'll take a position. And, uh, you know, Bach wanted to be here to take a position and, you know, went to this, you know, Skip Bayless and, and Shannon Sharp type argument. He wanted to take sides. He's not here, but we will. Right. Are, are you good with that? You good <laughs> yeah, with that I, um, right. I, I'm going to honor Dan's wishes and uh, vehemently take a side. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Uh, the second uh, topic on the rundown is this sticky stuff in baseball and um, what it means, basically, if there's really going to be this crackdown and maybe some people have been using it, they ain't saying it and they're talking about it here or there, we might drop a clip or two. And then we'll discuss that because, again, everything is different now. The discussions are different about the sports because they got sports books in the stadiums now and in the buildings, and they're, and they're in bed with them and making deals and all of that other stuff. So I think it, it involves a discussion, which we'll have. And then lastly, we have some other random things that we can mention and talk about on the way out. Um, at any point, if you feel the need to jump in and ask a question that's completely off the radar, that's perfect. Oh, off the radar, sport radar, must be on my mind. Uh, I don't even know how I did that. But, you know, and then, I mean, we might have a question for Newbie in the tradition of our other co-host, Dan Bach. He asked Newbie Talks a question, Dan Newbert. Um, he's come up with some good ones. Who knew that Newbie was an Eagle Scout? Hmm. Um, we didn't until Dan asked. And um, we really didn't know that Dan had the uh, strip club voice until Dan asked. But both of those <laughs> things are true. And um, Dan discovered those. So anything that comes up later, we'll have for Dan Newbert, our extraordinary producer. That's it. Uh, first topic of discussion, Smiley. All right. So the deal is this. They paid these, these tickets out before the thing was over. You're a better... I used to be in the book, so I'll take the book. I'll be the book. Better book. You go first. Better always makes the play first. The book takes the bet. So in the spirit of things, are you good, bad, or indifferent with the books paying out the John Rom bets before the tournament is over and saying, oh, it was a bad beat. He was going to win it anyway. Here's your money. Fire away. Let me just preface by saying, or at least putting one stat on the table. We're talking John Rahm, number three in the world, although kind of a sneaky under the radar, number three, I think fair to say. And okay. his uh, pre-tournament odds were, I think, roughly 12 to one on average. Mm -hmm. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So yep. I'm the better. I'm the better. I am delighted if I'm getting my money paid out, I'm getting site credit. That's fairly obvious um are you mad if you're a better at a book and you're not getting paid but someone else is at another book are you going to leave that book because you don't get paid yeah certainly a little ticked off and, and probably would be you know on social media saying hey so and so is doing this or writing to customer service or whatever but i think what this boils down to this is kind of a crystallization uh sportsbooks are needed to decide what they are are they going to play by their own house rules or are they going to uh continue or, or begin on the the marketing bandwagon 
is it a marketing decision purely or is it a decision where, I mean, like in a state that has rules or gaming control boards or anything kind of like Nevada's takes a lot to just vary off the rules. I mean, you're a rules guy. You, 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 you have a law degree. You understand the legality of picking and choosing when you can veer and say, you know what, pay this one, but maybe not pay the next one or, or, or you didn't change the house rules. How can you pay this? Like, is that a factor or is it just purely a marketing thing? Pay these people. We don't have that much handle on it. Put the money in their account so they're happy and they bet more or they stay with us. Yeah, I don't know the, well, I, I guess I know most of the regulations at play here, but no, I don't think this is any sort of regulatory decision. This is a house rules decision and uh, most of the regulations in any state would, would make reference to uh, the house is allowed to have house rules and and so I think it boils down to that. Uh, it's a marketing decision today. How do we want to be perceived publicly? Well, how do we want the, the betters to, to know uh, what we're doing, you know, especially compared with our competition, but also uh, down the road, what are our expectations going to be? And that's what, the, that's what I think is uh, the biggest question mark in all this and, and decision to be made. And uh, I'll read one quote now from, uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to venture into Circus Sportsbook at one moment or another. It was uh, Matt Metcalf, their director, mm -hmm. whatever his senior title is, mm -hmm. quote, director. through the years, I've shied away from any payouts that involves subjectivity. It never leads to a good place long-term from a customer perspective. That said, I'm happy for the people who receive payment and can understand the perspective of those companies choosing to do so. So I think this is one of those moments where you kind of got to look at yourself and, and decide what you are and, and uh, that's what they're doing. I can say this in Nevada. I mean, at Circa, they had a yes, no mm -hmm. on every golfer. Yeah. So you can pay the, the people that had Rom no one and, and benefited from his withdrawal. Right. So, you know, do you rescind that payment? Do you not pay that? Do you pay that and the yes like that? So when you have a yes, no, it's pretty evident. I mean, the rules are, mm -hmm. did he win the golf tournament? Yes, no. The guy that wins it gets the yes payment. Everyone else gets the no payment. So it's very hard to kind of say, all right, we're going to, we're going to just pay that yes guy. And we're going to pay the guy that actually wins the tournament because Rom would have won the tournament. So I get that. The other thing is like all the guys like at the Westgate, and things like that. I mean, they didn't pay. I know that. And they got buried mm -hmm. a lot of times in social media. I mean, like, you know, people took liberties. Like, how? How can they not pay it? Well, you you can pay it. But then the next time that Mickelson's leading after two rounds and withdraws from his back and whatever, and he doesn't get paid, the customer's mm -hmm. bitch. The customer's bitch when they get paid. They bitch when they don't get paid. Customers are going to bitch most of the time anyway. So you run into that thing where now, how do you determine what you pay? Three rounds after that, the guy's leading by four strokes. Do you pay him and he withdraws and it, or do you not? COVID, okay, so that COVID, that makes you pay, uh, but a back injury does not. Let's. I mean, people, I, I got a great tweet from somebody, a DM. Uh, do, we pay, do we pay the James Harden props? 
Yeah. You know, we give those back because he, he played 42 seconds and pulled his groin or something. So is that a bad beat? When do you determine when you pay and when you don't? And like, you know, from being a lawyer or knowing that the, the word precedent, what precedent are you setting? Because now what bad beat determines that you, you know what? That was a really tough one. We'll pay you that one. But man, that was a tough one. But you know what? That's fair and square. You lose. So I think it's easier if you hold the line and say cut and dry. Look, we're paying mm-hmm. or we're not. So from the book's perspective, because now, you know, like Metcalf said in that quote, mm-hmm. subjectivity is no good. The book's black and white. Here's the line. Here's the odds. You pay. You win. You get paid. You lose. We keep it. I think that 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 keeps it the subjectivity out. And again, you know, regarding the, the yes, no stuff, uh, Benson pointed that out. And, and I think it's yes, I think you honor that by the actual result. Rom is not the winner uh, and they, they shouldn't bend on that. And, and certainly they didn't or, or won't. Um, but I think that that market is a very good anchor for their decision to, uh, to not pay out Rom winning bets. Cause you have the opportunity to place a winning bet on, on no. And then right. you know, it would um, the people who, who may have uh Bet no on that would be pretty pissed off, I think, if the uh, if the yes guys also got. Well, they might out. go to gaming control board on it. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like it, from the books in Nevada, you want to do everything you can to not go to gaming, and mm-hmm. even you don't want to have to have a customer elevate a thing to go to gaming. It just it's 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 everybody's time. It's more effort. You got to pay somebody to go and all this other stuff, and and same with the customer. But if the customer's right and wants to stick to it, they'll go to gaming. So I think a lot of the decisions by books in Vegas that I, I've been in these meetings, like, look, we should just pay these guys and just 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 make it go away so nobody goes to gaming. So you don't want to bring it to light. And well, I let think- me stop you there with the uh, pay these guys. How much liability do you actually think the average book had on ROM outright? Nothing. Minimal. I think that's why they paid it out so quickly. It was minimal. There was no, I mean, it's the memorial in the midst of all these playoff games, baseball. It's a good tournament. It's not a major. So uh, put, you know, put, a, put a number a few on thousand it. dollars. I mean, it could have been anywhere from, you know, a few thousand to, to five figures, something like that. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a hundred thousand dollars. I don't think anybody would have lost a hundred thousand dollars on John Rom winning the memorial. So what do you think of the notion that for a price of, let's say, $15,000, $20,000 to pay out these rombets, it was actually a decent marketing spend for all these sports books that uh, oh, 100%. Darren Ravel said, uh, yo, 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 uh, paid out. And uh, meanwhile, Superbook did not. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I totally see why books would pay it out. I mean, I, 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 to- I would never bash a book for paying it out. I get it. It's, it's a great marketing spend. Listen, it's cutthroat. What's going on in this space and trying to get customers and keep customers, you'll do anything you can to keep a customer. Once they're in a book with you, mm. I mean, you can't lose them because you just, you know, you 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 dickered over a $100 bet on ROM to win the, the golf tournament for $1,200. You pay them. I mean, you just pay them. It's just, it's very simple. Um I just got a text here. Newbie, you've got a question from the floor. What was your what was your question here? 
Well, I was just basically kind of going back to exactly what Smiley was saying. A lot of what I've seen around this story is the fact that it's a lot of national books who were paying out, and it's the same way as I kind of view and have asked you about odds boosts and the whole reasoning behind that being that the book just kind of figures, hey, if I pay out this novice, this um, you know, this this uh, recreational better, I'm probably going to be getting their money back in the long term. So it's also kind of the view that these national books have and that they feel that, hey, you know, throw the bone out there because we're going to be getting it back come tenfold. Uh, I was just kind of wondering, um, you know, is that the exact reasoning behind it showing yes it was a marketing move oh 100 percent. yes i mean it's in site credit you got to cycle through it you know multiple times and and you just give someone an opportunity to get involved in more bets and more exposure to different things it doesn't have to be it's not about the money it's about keeping the customer that's what i think smiley like i think we got to keep the customers we got we can't lose a customer over a you know a, a bad beat six stroke lead with a world class you know top three golfer he's going to win the golf tournament unless Rom shows doesn't show up Sunday he's going to win the golf tournament somebody right, would have two seen. two things with keeping a customer number one you'd be surprised uh, at how lazy well I guess you you worked in sports like a while at how lazy uh, sports betters are as, as as many pissed off people as there may be I, I bet there's not a high percentage that would actually withdraw their money and uh, go and take it, you know, over yonder to a different sports book. Probably but true. More, more importantly, number two, consider in terms of keeping uh, customers, how about the new customer? Like, for example, somebody in Arizona where they know they're going to have legal sports book come football season or Maryland, you know, they may have caught wind of a little bit of this. Uh, they see that FanDuel or William Hill or whomever paid out a winner, you know, whereas these other sports books uh they may or may not have heard of hopefully did not are they is this actually going to influence their decision when they have the opportunity to sign up for any number of books i don't know if it'll influence the new ones as much i think they'll maybe go oh i heard about that and maybe i shouldn't play with that book but i mean i think if someone like you know Ravel with 2 million followers of people actually follow him or believe him or like some big influencer says, this book didn't pay out. This book did. You should play with this book instead. I think that has some, some value. I think that's a possibility, but I don't think you're probably right. Sports betters are not as um, proactive as maybe they should be. I mean, they, there's guys that chase bonuses. There's guys that fly to different states just to 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 use the bonuses mm -hmm. and get money out. Um, so there are people that will take advantage of that or maybe leave because they didn't get paid. But it's probably a small minority, just like most of this stuff is, um, as far as like, you know, the sharp guys or the active betters or all that other bullshit. So – I agree with you. I, I I mean, and and I see both sides. Like I see why a book wouldn't pay. I see why a book would pay. Mm -hmm. If it's not that much money, I mean, it's never that much money. You're taking mm -hmm. more bets the next day. It's if it don't make it about the money. If you can't change it because of the rules, or you don't want the headaches, or you don't want to start subjectively paying some, not paying some. Okay, but don't tell me it's about the money because it's not about the money. 
It's not that much money. It's not the Super Bowl. Can mm-hmm. you imagine if they paid the, <laughs> the Falcons bets against the Patriots when it was 28 to 3 at halftime? Yeah. Oh, there you go. They're just they're, they're not going to come back. All they got to do is run the ball three times and, and run the clock out. Like everybody knew the game plan and they couldn't execute it. Mm-hmm. But if a book decided to do that now, that's unbelievable, right? So yeah, and uh, I know Bach is listening as he's working on his short game and some uh, <laughs> high and wherever the hell he went to his conference and uh, in our pre-podcast text messages, uh, he said he wanted uh, one of us to take a side or, or both of us or have a take. So I said I would be Shannon Sharp to your Skip Bayless. <laughs> I always wanted Nailed to be it. the more talented younger brother uh, who made it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, anyhow, my my take is this: be consistent, and absolutely it's a hell of a lot harder for for these books that are paying out to be consistent going forward. It's yeah, you know, if you stick to the house rules and consumers know what to expect, uh, you're going to piss a lot less fewer people off in the long run if um, if if they know what can expect and they don't have to make a subjective decision. Each time, you know, I remember uh, some people paid out, I guess it was point bed when Zion's shoe blew up uh, in that Duke, North Carolina game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the more often you do this and you stamp yourself with, we're going to shower you with uh, a little bit of money on rando bets, the more that's going to become the expectation. And at some point you're going to piss them off. One or not, not made expectations. percent. You are 100. And sometimes that means making the hard decision. That means making the hard decision. So-and-so's paying, so-and-so's paying, so-and-so's mm-hmm. paying. You should pay. No, we're not paying. You know why? Because next time we're going to have the right answer again or the same answer. Be consistent is number one, I think, for sports books in this space to, to I think, not only get customers but keep customers. Mm-hmm. We used to say it all the time. The, keep the process the same the results will take care of themselves. Be consistent. If you put your lines up every day at 8 a.m., put your lines up at 8 a.m. every day. Whether they're bet or not, whether you move them or not, you can work on that. But be consistent. If you're open until the last game starts, be open until the last game starts. If you offer half times in first quarters on every NBA game, do it consistently, Mm -hmm. and you'll keep customers. So I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Shannon Sharp, Thank guns you. out, sun's out, guns out. I mean, this, <laughs> yeah, this, you know, it this, took this you this 24, looks. however many minutes to mention the guns <sighs> for anyone who's not going to be seeing this I clips. Yeah. I, I, I shed the headband and I, let me give you a profile shot. Oh, little yeah. side profile. Yeah. Listen for the listeners that are just <laughs> listening. Hopefully we'll have a good clip of this, but he's wearing the sleeveless shirt tonight. I'm just going to um, randomly just, flex. Just, so just, that's all. Just every once in a while, do a little shoulder shrug like that. Yeah. A little lean back. That was good. Beck, good. you know, was on last week talking about his golf game and his, his, his golf swing and his handicap with that nice ass golf shirt on. And um, this week, you just showed up with this uh, with this shirt, sleeveless. I like it. Yeah, I'll take box of the weight room. We'll see if you can deadlift four sixty five. Oh, let's go! I hope he's listening to the show. The time, DB, yeah, the time has been has noted. Been issued. The time That's has it. been noted. It's uh, it's in the show notes. I got you. Thank I you. got you. Hang on, <laughs> uh, I got two more points. Oh boy! Before you run off to another topic, what okay. uh, what about just voiding it? Has anyone done that or considered doing that? Is that kind of a half Ooh. measure that? 
I don't know. That's a good question. And I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. Like, look, he didn't, he, he didn't finish. Yes, but he started. And a lot of books have two stipulations. One, all bets are action. Whether the guy plays or not, you have action. If he withdraws before teeing off the first tee, you still have action. I hate that fucking rule. The other one is the guy must tee off to have action. He plays the first round. He play, It's one shot. On the first tee, you have action. And then he, you know, pulls his back muscle, can't play. Listen, you want to talk about being consistent? The guy tees off for action. He plays the first tee shot. You have action, win or lose. Giving the money back as a void is not the worst thing in the world in that situation. But at the same time, it's not being consistent. So it's kind of picking and choosing an argument, which again, mm-hmm. I can't say it's completely wrong and I would be okay, but you open up the door to other things. Well, why did you avoid it this time and you didn't avoid it next time? Yeah. And uh, a couple other quick points, Circa and and Superbook graded it according to their house rules in terms of marketing spend uh, consider they are, they're doing a rake free two rake free contests with 10 million guaranteed. Um, that's, I mean, that's like 150,000. That's probably more than all the other books had on ROM combined. Um, I don't know how much PR play they're getting on that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know which, what will resonate more with people, you know, a, a rake-free contest of that size or, you know, getting getting 120 bucks on uh, on your John ROM bet. I think the rake-free contest, I think it, it'll just reach more people. There'll be more people uh, in that rake-free contest combined, then we'll bet on John Rom for a year. Another question for you, uh, our resident Nevadan. Is there any chance in hell 2018 to, or prior William Hill would have uh, paid this out without Zero. the pressure? Yeah. <laughs> Zero chance. Z- I mean, like, that was the one that surprised me. Mm. I was like, Wow they must have really got word from somebody or felt the pressure because I believe bet MGM paid everybody first. That that was the first one that I heard. And I was like, wow. Okay. That's uh that's kind of surprising. And then when I heard William Hill did, I was like, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's really surprising, but a hundred percent. No. And if anybody tells you, yes, they're lying. There is no chance they would have told you. Yep. He teed off, you're out. And done yeah. it with a smile on their face and said, good luck. I mean, I've had those discussions at the counter. It's not easy. Sometimes you go to a guy, look, you're right. You should get paid. I don't blame you for leaving. I don't blame you for being upset. You're not getting paid. Like it's, it's it, That's the house rules. And you hide behind the house rules. It's uncomfortable. It sucks. Sometimes it's true. And you try to give the guy a couple of drink tickets and say, hey, man, I get it. You know, don't leave or, or you know, Hey, uh, can we write you a comp to the deli? Go get a Reuben on us. <laughs> Try to do something right by, you know, to keep them uh, in the book. Sometimes it don't matter. It just, it's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Speaking of stuff, sticky stuff, baseball. There's a lot of guys throwing baseballs. This spin rate thing is unbelievable. I mean, what pitchers are doing is changing the game of baseball. And you've been on strike from baseball for a little while. You haven't been a mm. part of baseball and watching baseball, and you're getting back into it now, which I like. 
The Yankees still can't hit. I don't know what the hell's going on with that baseball team. But there's a guy in the Yankees that had a quote uh, today, I believe, about the throwing, putting the sticky stuff on his hands and throwing it with the ball and spinning the ball. And it's that newbie. Do we have this soundbite ready to go? There are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. And, and, uh, I've stood pretty, stood pretty firm in, in terms of that, uh, Thank you, Newby. That is some Bull Durham-level bullshit from Garrett Cole, <laughs> former Astro Garrett Cole. What was that? What was I'm that? Glad, I'm, that's his, that was his response to uh, – I, I, I think he was explicitly asked, have you been using uh, which one of these substances? I'm glad you included the custom and practices line because that was my favorite. I'm wondering, is putting spider tack or frog shit or something on a, on a baseball, is that a custom or a practice? I would say probably a practice, right? I would think it's a practice, yeah. yeah. Um, but is practice. it a customary practice? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But that sounded like a guy that's been doing it for a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, I, I my my baseball boycott has been in place since the beginning of the season. Uh, not something we've discussed at length, but it just uh, – uh, so many incidents. I mean, just like this, this is it's just more MLB bullshit rampant cheating um quoting this si article by uh stephanie abstein and alex pruitt this should be the biggest scandal in sports is the headline uh rampant cheating to such a degree not since the steroid era it's just this just blew my mind wow uh yeah if you haven't read the article go read the article i mean obviously it's it's been known that there was uh some mlb investigation for what an mlb investigation is worth uh, since the outset of the season into into this issue, the spin rate. Um, it's just, I'm just sickened. And I printed out this article for Papa Smiley and it blew his mind. And I'm trying to convince him to boycott with me. But now my brother's pissed off because I'm convincing my dad to, to boycott with me. Um, does this, does this, um, so the article's in Sports Illustrated because I'm going to read it after we get off the uh, doing the show. Is that where you're talking about that article? Yeah, it's uh, it was at least okay. on SI Online. I would imagine they're putting it in the magazine. And, and the reason we're talking about this, or I wanted to talk about, it, is because just the the implication on bets made before this rule is actually enforced, mm. MLB's own rule, uh, which I guess will be imminent or next week they'll decide to enforce this rule because it's gotten it's gotten so bad. It's gotten that uh, the league average. Batting average is 236. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Slam my face in the door. <laughs> and um, well, it's affecting the product. One, it's yeah, tough yeah, it's to affected. watch. It's it's right. it's absolutely tough to watch. And then you throw in the wagering aspect of all this, right? Like making the totals is is virtually impossible. But talking to guys in the rooms yeah. and different things like that, I'm like guys, when are we going to see a five? Because mm -hmm. it, the games are finishing, you know, four one, three two. Three nothing, like five was a, never even a thought. A National League game at mm -hmm. six and a half was a super low total reserved for two super aces and bad hitting offensive teams. And now it's on the regular. Almost every game in San Diego, six and a half. I mean, you see a lot of games, the Dodgers games are six and a half. 
six. There was, I think, Bieber, an American League game. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Impossible that it was ever under seven. And it, it, or even seven was only reserved for one or two guys in the American League. Otherwise, it was seven and a half or eight. There was no totals that were that low. So they're in bed with the gambling. There's going to be a book in Wrigley Field. There's going to be a book in Chase Field. There's going to be sports books right there. And you're doctoring the baseball. I mean, you know, it came out before the season that, oh, we got to change the ball. So we're going to deaden the ball because the ball's been too live. Everybody's bitching about the offense. It was overs and home runs and this and that. Now there's three scenarios. Strikeout, walker, home run. Pretty simple. That's what baseball's become. Mm. No one hits the other way. No one bunts. No one steals bases. No one, you know, hits doubles even anymore. But now you've got guys basically shucking and jiving like Garrett Cole did answering that question. Mm. I can't wait to read this article. Did this article implicate baseball? Yeah, I mean, it implicates everyone involved. This was actually, um, I think, literally t- two hours after I read this article, or no, I gave it to my dad on the fifth or sixth. Uh, it wasn't more than 48 hours after this article came out that uh, Buster only reported that uh, the owners voted to actually implement uh, the rule that you can't apply for a substance to a baseball. And um, uh he said sometime in the next seven to 10 days, umpires are going to be involved in the uh, uh, actually randomly checking baseballs. I think when players are leaving games. So as if the game's not slow enough already, um, well, actually no, it'll be after they leave, but yeah, it's a total clusterfuck. And um, yeah, this is, this is probably reason 12 that I'm boycotted baseball. Uh, The point is that these are the same assholes that for 25 years said, uh, gambling, sports betting is is, is ruining or, or will ruin baseball, and 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 they they put out a product that they knowingly they know is rampant cheating. It's yeah. it's hard. Who, it's hard. Is to anyone believe. getting refunded who who bet the fucking uh the over? You know, in a, in an April thirteen game between the Rays and the Orioles, I don't think so. It's how many right. games have taken place now, and not only that, but the um. Any of the futures bets, the totals bets, oh. they, they both. Oh. We don't. We don't know who is putting what on the baseball. Um, any of these, uh, you know, the season long races, the AL NL Cy Young. There's just so many wagers that have been implicated. Ooh. And uh, how do you adjust the? How do you adjust the freaking totals? Oh, what you just get a big. The, the, the Knights just total? scored a goal to tie the game two two. We're wow. live now. They were down two nothing going to the third. They scored real quick. I tried to keep it quiet, and they just scored again <laughs> to tie this thing. Man, we may be we may have to settle in if this one continues, and, and we might be in for the long haul. In over what period, sorry are we to in? interrupt Let's... you. We're 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 in the third period, uh, halfway through. This is a that's an enormous goal. Marsha shows having an unbelievable series. Um, can you imagine any other league? saying in the middle of it, we're not even at the halfway point mm. saying, you know what? We, we got to start, we got to start uh, applying this rule. We got to start really instituting this. Oh, there's 15 minutes left in this third mm. period. This thing may be far from over mm. um, saying, all right, now we should start uh, applying this rule. Listen, guys have been putting shit on the baseball for years. This mm. mix of sunscreen, suntan lotion, um, some, some, Icy hot, all whatever, all this other stuff has been going on baseballs for years. Everybody's like, wink, wink, ha ha, you know, look the other way. 
I mean, the same thing with the steroids era, right? It was everybody knew everybody was doing it. They weren't enforcing it. Now you're going to admit, basically, there's a problem. In June? Well, the problem. Terrible. The problem. Yeah, no, I, I will not defend anything that baseball uh, has done or will do. But this has been a, an escalating problem starting, I guess. I mean, Trevor Bauer, he, I think I think he talked to actually a freaking chemist. If if what uh, what is in this article is true, I mean he's been he's been kind of uh, you know pushing the envelope all along. But it's I think back in the day he got a hundred million dollars, right? A or two hundred? How much money did he get for his new contract? He got what twenty million a year? Or no, nah, he's getting more more than twenty a year. He's getting yeah, like thirty five million a year for five years, something like that. Yes, but more the the substances with Gaylord Perry was the spitball, and and he's a Hall of Famer, right? And uh, I, I think in in more recent years, maybe five ten combination of resin and suntan lotion, or further back, that's not new. But now th- th- these guys are all sorts of crazy shit that I've not even heard of. The frog stuff, spider tack, uh, the pine tar, a Surfboard lot of pine tar. wax is so tacky. Sure, Surfboard yes. wax is amazing. But it's, if you look at the, the spin rates, I mean, they are just going up and up and up. Um, Dodgers, 7% up year over year. And by some <laughs> estimates, I don't know, 70-something uh, percent of people are using it. And I'm curious if DeGrom is. And it's too bad that you know he's kind of uh, oh, potentially yeah. sullied in all of this, too. But it's, you know, now one of the driving storylines is going to be, you know, before and after enforcement ERA. It's, uh, I just, my, Rob Manfred is just, just an asshole and everything he does sucks. Yeah. I mean, I think you're not alone in feeling that way. That's uh, my take, Dan Bach. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow, that was, sucks. That was, man, there you go. Piece of metal. You know, and really pissed me off is the last year in the middle of the fucking pandemic when we're watching UFC matches without any sound. And thank God for that, by the way. Um, MLB had the opportunity to be the only show in town and they – Six to ten owners didn't want to play because they would have lost a few bucks from not having people in the stands. Well, how about goodwill, assholes? Take your fucking pine tar. That's that was the end of my rant. There you go. Tie it up, put put it on there, and stick that you know right on a baseball. Wow, that was good. Oh, and then the Astros investigation or non-investigation, which is why nobody should have any confidence that anything is going to be done uh, honestly or efficiently for the remainder of this stain season. Ooh. I'm done with right. baseball. All right. That's Clearly. it. We're done with that segment. That was that was really, really good. <laughs> that was good. You saved it. I mean, you've been gone in the bullpen for a little while, but you brought the heat. That was coming in like Rivera. Um, that was my that, cutter with spider tech. Yeah, that was that was deep. That was just bam, right down. That ball went right down. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, I just got a couple of quick notes. I mean, uh, there was a note on uh Sports Channel. Our, our boy, Rivaltowski, who listens to the show, writes columns for Sports Handle, at sports underscore handle, wrote a, a quick column about Sport Radar plans for a traditional IPO after SPAC, not sp- sticky stuff, SPAC talks collapse. So Sport Radar is going to change the deal. Um, the SPAC thing with the, a baseball owner ownership mm, group, the talkers right. ownership group, it all fell apart. So whatever thing they had going on, um, maybe they got caught using the sticky stuff too. And now they got to go a traditional IPO route. They only have deals with like every league and they're trying to control the data and all this other stuff. I personally don't think it's going to happen, but again, 
Um, stock deals have happened and, and books have made a lot of money. Actually, not books. The sh top shareholders have made all the money and then the other people have shares that they're going to hold on to for a number of years before they can actually do anything. So that's just one note that I have here. Um, two, Action Network made a deal with MLB. It's a big deal. Yes, big deal. No, I don't know. But, you know, we don't even have to address it. I just wanted to mention it because it's probably, you know, it's on there. And um, we might. I'll, I'll, I'll address that briefly. I, I, this is, it's kind of um, another one of those in-betweens where it doesn't make sense for Action, which, of course, is also owned by Better Collective, which owns Sports Handle. Um they don't want to go full OTT and have their own network. It makes a lot more sense for them to be doing this type of thing where they produce shows for, for other organizations, uh, a lot more cost effective. And I, I guess less risk and MLB, they don't have to, I think it kind of allows them to keep it at a little bit of an arm's length. Yep. You know, they're integrating somebody else's uh, stuff, stuff, stuff. And I was going to say, I was going to say content, but I, I freaking hate it. <laughs> Content creators. That's a, that's another thing I hate tonight. Oh, content creator. You're you're a talking head. You're a journalist. You're a reporter. I mean, our our restaurants food creators are fucking <laughs> people feeders. I God, I fucking hate content creator. It's it's I, it's. I think it's a euro word. Is it not? It no, like it's not a euro just, word. It's like no? a social media word. Just, oh, I mean, listen. There are okay. some very fine content creators out there, but Jesus, come up with something else to call yourself. <laughs> Well, it's like it's like when they call the bookmakers and oddsmakers traders. I can't oh, yeah, stand that's, that. It's on par with that. I hate yeah. that. So yeah, traders, you're right. out. Content creators, you're out too. You're all <laughs> out. Everybody's out. All out of order. I love it. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting deal, and it's a way for Action Network to get on an already established thing mm -hmm. and use their talent, feed them their content, let them do with it what they want. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, just think a hell of a lot of sense for them. It's yeah. They're basically repurposing some of the same material and uh, they're on MLB.com, which gets, it's a lot of hits of traffic. So news. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's an interesting thing. Like to me, it's a hell of a play to get in almost buying advertising, but it's not buying advertising. It's buying positions on the show or mm -hmm. whatever like that. So it's, it's a different way of getting in and also keeping everyone out. You make a deal. But what's interesting is like we talked about it back in the beginning with the first show or the second show when these try affiliate deals or try exclusive deals or whatever they're called. Like mm -hmm. uh, MLB network's not going to shut out someone else because Ac action networks in there. They're going to, if they can get in and do a segment, they will. They're going to be a segment brought to you by BetMGM or by Action Network. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays will be Action Network Day. Wednesdays will be BetMGM Days. Thursdays will be FanDuel Days. And Fridays will be DraftKings. They'll, they'll do a deal with whomever will come with the money and whoever will, right? I mean, like that's... that's yeah, although Action is action is, is effectively partnered with those other books. But I, I know what you're saying. They're, they're, they're right. exclusive to, to no one and uh, will take money from anyone, probably. Yeah. All right. Um, did you watch... The Mayweather Paul fight? Did you see it at all? No, I saw. No, I promised myself I wouldn't watch that. I certainly <laughs> wouldn't pay for it. Uh, real quick, I'll mention it. I did watch it. I had the kids. Uh, they wanted to see him get Paul get knocked out by mm -hmm. Champ, and um, he held him up for eight rounds. Basically, hit him in the third or fourth, and looked like he was done. He held him up. He let him get his 
you know, faculty's back and they, they hugged for the rest of the fight. It was um, a terrible look for boxing, in my opinion. Um, and if it was someone's introduction to betting on boxing for the few <laughs> books that offered it, they'll probably never bet on boxing again. And I think my takeaway from that is like, man, we got to be careful about what we offer odds on and betting on going forward. I know a bunch of people bet on, you know, Russian table tennis during the epidemic or pandemic. I mean, not epidemic pandemic and things like that opened up from a book standpoint. My decision would have been this. Are we offering odds on Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather? No. Next question. Done. There's no need to try to get handle or get customers in that situation. In my opinion, um, would that have been something you talked about, you know, getting paid on the wrong bets Would something offering like that, would that be enough for you as a better to go? Oh, that book's pretty cool. They're offering this and no one else is. I should go put my money there. Something like that. If it's not appealing to you to watch, it's not enough to make you go and put money in a book there. Is it? Um, I mean, I, I I'm certainly much more likely to watch something that I bet on. That's, uh, is that a requirement for something for you? Do you I bet mean, on stuff and not watch it, or do you have to watch it? Or do you, if you bet on it, do you have to watch it? No, I don't. I don't have to. If I bet on something, I, I doesn't mean I'm 100 watching it, and uh, I will watch something that I've not bet on. Granted, these are in the uh, smaller margins. The, uh, the Venn course. diagram of things I bet on and I'm watching, uh, but no, that's one's not a prerequisite for the other. And by the way, I need to channel uh, my colleague, Eric Raskin. You said it's a bad look for boxing as if there's some, you know, royal boxing governing body. What's, what's, what's the problem with, you know, there being YouTube Mayweather payday sideshow clown car shit, you know, as opposed to to actual boxing contests uh, against two trained athletes who are competing. It's, it's two different things, but it, th- there's nothing wrong with having it. I just, I was disappointed that Floyd took the money, but I heard he made a hundred million dollars. So next time I see him, I'm going to just You're give him another fist bump. You're Floyd? I, just, I'm, I, I mean, just because he's 44 years old, like enough's enough, but it's just his clown show, circus, sideshow, just like you said, he took the bag. He got a hundred yeah. million dollars. Like, I don't blame him. And I'm going to tell him, you know, when I see him, because I run into him occasionally out here and, and I know him. So I'll give him a fist bump and say, man, you got everybody again. You know, that's good. Hey, Newbie, um, we got a ruling that sounded like a humble brag. It was, was, it was it, a solid name drop, though. I, I think he did it. Solid name drop. He it did it respectfully, right. though. He didn't, like, do yeah. it in your face. He just kind of slid it in there. I know him. I've taken action from him. I, I thought it was uh, no harm, no foul. Well, if we're in town and we see him and you see me greet him with the bro hug, you guys will be like, boy, you really Fuck, do know him. This guy yeah. knows Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, he's taking pictures with me and the kids. Anyhow, um... Don't offer betting on the sideshow circus clown shit. That's my thing. Like, yeah, agree, agree. I, I, I think, you know, you just you leave it open to interpretation, and you reduce the ethics or the the actual stuff because now they're like, well, there's betting on this. Like, you can have betting on wrestling. Could you imagine having betting on wrestling? Like some places do offshore. They do. They have betting on WrestleMania. Like it's low limits and it's for fun, but there's no other wrestling that exists that's true. So I'm okay with it. There's actual boxing and then there's circus sideshow shit. You ever see the movie Digstown? 
You remembered the movie? Yes. Big yes. Fantastic uh, movie. Fantastic uh, movie. Uh, Boxing, betting. Right. Louis Gossett Jr. James Woods. James Woods, Louis Gossett Jr. Fantastic yeah. movie. Newbie, have you ever seen Digstown? I have not seen Digstown, no. Absolute must that you watch Digstown. A guy, I, I don't even want to ruin it. He, he put the thumbs up or thumbs down for mm -hmm. certain boxing matches. And he let everyone know that he controlled the outcome, no matter who was in the ring. You know, if there's any net benefit, well, besides for Mayweather and uh, the Paul brothers, their respective bank accounts, I, I guess any sports book that was thinking of, of seeking permission from their any state regular regulatory board for the opportunity to uh to post uh a line of something like this will will know better next time to not even bother yeah i don't think there was any upside in it i mean you could offer props right like will logan paul knock out floyd mayweather i mean you can't no, i don't i don't even enough. think i don't even think there was was any props in there granted i wasn't looking but i i think any of them would have needed express permission uh of some kind right well I know nobody in Nevada offered it, so uh, we didn't have to worry about it here. So, um, Smiley, before we go, do you have a question for Newbie, uh, a specific question that you'd like to ask him um, that we can maybe find out a new fact about him at all? Or uh, do you want me to take a shot um, with asking him a question? You take a shot, and I, if I have about 90 seconds of my own to come up with a question, it, it may be half decent, so we can... Okay. All right, good. Maybe we'll do a two-game parlay. We'll, all right, we'll all actually, right. We'll, we'll do a two-game parlay, parlay asking Newbie Talks, our producer, Dan Newbert, a question. Um, Newbie, my question to you is, I mean, I talk to you pretty much every single day. So, I, I mean, I think I know a lot of stuff about you, and then, you know, Bach asks you uh, something, and you tell us you're an Eagle Scout. <laughs> You got one meal, all right? You got one meal left, okay? That's it. This is it. You're, 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 you're taking the walk. They say you can have whatever you want. What? I mean, you used to be a foodie. I mean, like, you're a foodie. Oh, yeah. You used to be a big guy, and you oh, could yeah. eat, like, a whole vat of wings and then get some, you know, other stuff with it. You got to pick one meal on the way out. What is your one meal, sir? Now, as you said, like, could I get a, a conglomerate of things or it's really they're only going to one spot. You can get one thing. Or could I take a little bit of column A, a little bit of like, what are the rules here on death row? Well, I guess I went straight to death row. I, I would hope right. that I wouldn't be there. But, uh, <laughs> but but could I get like two different because I have two things that are get, popping in my you mind. You can get you can get two entrees or you can get one entree and one side dish. Oh, OK. OK. I like I'm going to go two entrees. What I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to get a rack of ribs from uh, the corner stable in Baltimore, the best you will ever have in your whole entire life. It, absolutely wow. to die for. You pick up the bone, the meat falls off. They have their own like proprietary spicy barbecue blend. Incredible. I'm going to down that whole entire rack of ribs, and I'm going to wash it down with a, uh, a quadruple cheese that they make themselves, a uh, truffle cheese whiz, cheese steak, from Woodrow's in Philadelphia. My final meal would be ribs and a cheesesteak. And if that didn't kill me, then uh, give me the lethal <laughs> injection or the shots or whatever I'm getting. That that would be how I would go out, Dave. It's pretty good. We yeah. might have to uh, reach out to both of those people about sponsorship. Now we're talking. That was pretty good. Now we're talking. Yeah. Smiley, how do we do? We give you enough time? Yeah, yeah. I, I got something. Uh, newbie, 
you are a famed YouTube content creator <laughs> content and creator. you are filming <laughs> uh, a video or a video and there's a montage where you are running throughout the streets of Philadelphia. You cannot oh, use gosh. any song from the Rocky soundtrack oh, or any song from an artist using any of the Rocky soundtracks. Ooh. And this is just training. We got, you know, we got the hoodie on, we got the sweats on, and this, you know, you got a lot of subscribers on this YouTube channel, so this needs to be some good shit. What song is playing? I have two different ends of the spectrum, and this will probably make your your uh, perfect question because the first one that popped into my head, so random, it's Billy the Kid from Billy Joel. I, I absolutely love that song. Like it would be perfect for a montage, like an 80s cheesy mm. montage. The other one that popped into my head when you said Streets of Philadelphia made me think Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill, which was mm. like the Eagles song to their Super Bowl run. It's the mm. hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. Uh, so, so two different ends of the spectrum. Billy Joel and Meek Mill is uh, mm. a, a peek into the life, guys. There you go. I maybe could just mash it up. That's that's uh that's, good that's, answers though. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's got it. He he holds it down on the on the Ask Newbie segment to wrap up the show. And uh that's what we're gonna do right now. So um episode eight of Get a Grip uh is concluding right now. Thank you, Brett Smiley. Thank you, sir, for stepping in out of the bullpen. Little flex on the way out. You got something for us? I got that. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Little crack there. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. All right. That's <laughs> Brett Smiley. He's at Brett Smiley on Twitter. Hold it down for uh, our other co host, Dan Bach, Dan underscore B A C K, who's off working on this golf swing. He's a six handicap. He told everybody last week, but if you did listen to the show, go back and listen to it. If you do know the show, He's a six handicap. So when he goes to play your golf, don't let him hustle you. I'm just reminding everybody he's a six handicap. That's Dan Bach. The show is at sports handles at sports underscore handle. There's a link there. Go read the articles. Follow those people on Twitter as well. And I am Dave Sherapan, the sports book consigliere at sports BK consig. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you guys next week. 